0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: And it's time for a Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson. I'm David Cohen. Hello, David Cohen. Hello, David Cohen. So what's nice is um, I, I can actually record a show today.
0: It was it was touch and go there for a while.
1: Yeah, we had a, um, a very short-lived but very powerful storm move through. A lot of lightning accompanied by a lot of thunder and more importantly Complete, a little, huh? a
0: completely unheard of this summer year obviously. uh no no we, we get <laughs> exactly
1: we, we get quite a few storms but this one was yeah. a little bit uh there was a tropical storm almost a hurricane that moved through the gulf of mexico yeah, and this so... was the remnants of it so it's come. Mm-hmm. it came across the whole continent to hit us and uh it was pretty pretty strong winds to be honest uh, a lot of uh, 70 plus mile an hour winds they didn't say it was straight line winds which is the second worst next to tornadoes yeah but it in my neighborhood it just wrecked devastation for about 20 minutes uh, all kinds of tree lines our trees went down and we were out of power for four days and my power yeah. company continuously lied about when we would have power constantly lied yeah look if it's going to take four days that's okay just say that say in the notifications when we're going to get our power back because they give you this page you can go to and it shows you the status and how diligently that we're working safely to get your power restored we understand there's hardships blah 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 blah. yeah it was always it was always going to be either four to six hours later from when i was checking
0: (laughs) but not only that Always touch tough just to reach a web page when you
1: have no power. No, not so much. Everybody's got cell phones now.
0: Yeah, but you've got to keep the cell phone charged as well. Yeah, that's what the. So if you're for. just constantly going back, waiting for an update rather than getting a realistic idea, then right. all you're doing is you're chewing through your cell phone power for no good reason whatsoever.
1: Well, and the what's worse is people count on these restore times; they plan stuff they around it. Yeah, and so, like, oh, should I,
0: oh, should, yeah, should I call my uh, freezer insurance? No, because it's going to be back in four hours. I just need to keep it shut. Right. Yeah, things like that,
1: you know. Yep. So I think we probably lost everything in our big freezer in the basement. Maybe not. We never opened it, and it's a deep freezer. Uh, but I'm sure some of that stuff thawed sufficiently that we need to toss it now. I think that yeah. we, we've got like two or three turkeys in there. I tell you what, when a turkey freezes, that is stronger than a boulder. I could drop it off mount everest and it would not it would be fine yeah um so those are probably okay but i'm thinking everything else is probably going to be tossed Mm -hmm. uh so that's the downside and that's why i didn't know if i was going to be able to do the podcast today yeah um the positive of the outage if you can call it this is that i have a power generator Mm -hmm. now it's a small one i can't tell you the watts everyone's oh what's your watts i don't know I'm sure it says on there somewhere. I have no idea. Um, yeah. It's about the size of two lawnmowers. Right. And uh, I almost ruined the damn thing. I'll tell you why. But I, I wheel it out because we keep it in the shed. It's not a whole house generator. Those are for some rich folks. Us, us poor folk don't got no whole power generators. You know, yeah. they got these systems that if you lose power, it automatically kicks on and boom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a whole house UPS. Yes. That's not mine. Yeah. Uh, mine is oh crap, um, I got to go out to the shed, pull out my generator, which means I got to move a lawnmower. So ugh, more work. Um, pull it out, put gas in it, start it like a pull lawnmower, and then plug extension cords into it, and then run it those into the house. Yeah. But here's here's one problem. I can't shut my doors all the way if there's a great big orange. Power cable running into the house. Yeah, and all of our bedrooms are upstairs, which means for are. three nights it was three nights, four days. For three yeah. nights, I slept on the couch because I couldn't close the damn door. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not having the whole family sleep upstairs with doors wide open. I don't trust my dogs yeah. that much. Yeah,
0: but so, but you poe people, you you never sleep more than th- three feet away from your shotgun anyway, do you? That's true.
1: <laughs> um so that's that's an issue and I didn't sleep well cuz you know I would nod off and then wake up a couple hours later listen for the generator. Yeah. Um I'm still unsure how many gallons of gasoline that generator takes. But I was convinced in my own mind it's probably going to run for about 4 hours and I need to put more gas in it. Right. Well, it's got a little fuel gauge on top. Not one that shows empty and full and you know three lines all the way up like you would expect. It's not re- really
0: how a fuel gauge is normally expected to work. Yeah,
1: this is just this red thing that kind of floats up and down, and well, like a you're, like
0: a ball like a ball gauge, yeah, like yes. a slope gauge,
1: yeah. yeah. But you don't know which way. Okay, if if you see more red, does that mean it's full or is red is bad, which means you're getting close to empty?
0: Well, well presumably see where it is when you start and then come back a few hours later and then right but i didn't trust it i didn't
1: trust it so i overflowed the gas in it okay and what i mean by that is i put too much gas in it and it went through a pvc and went into the air cleaner because that's where you want to run your um overflow fuel into the freaking air filter i don't know who designed this stupid thing and right. then they did the same thing with the oil because I know these small little two-cylinder oil or uh, two-stroke machines, they burn up oil if they are run yeah. constantly. Yeah. So I was keeping an eye on the oil, and uh, I put too much oil in it, and I put too much gas in it. So I had to pull the air filter off and just let it drip the extra onto the grass. That's awesome. So at that point, Julie became the official, I'm going to fill the thing up right. because okay. Tim's going to break the stupid thing
0: don't, uh, I don't understand were you not able to re- refer to the manual for this did I couldn't find what it for the using?
1: first two days and then she did and then she became <laughs> the expert
0: you know to be fair yeah I mean well. no I'm not I'm not trying to side side against you on this one but I kind of when you're not using the manual messing it up and then she reads the manual I, I'd say she probably is bros first man
1: what's up with you bros first <laughs> freaking traitor man (laughs) you gotta represent david it's not cool just because she's got the knowledge doesn't mean that i'm wrong okay
0: (laughs) because because obviously as a guy you have that innate technical skill that you just kind of summon out of the air yes um and you don't need a manual no and how's that how did that work for you (laughs) well i got
1: the damn thing started (laughs)
0: She doesn't appreciate it for two days. That's two days of power you provided before she got involved.
1: Um, we only had to turn it off once, and then it fired yeah. right back up. But all right. Um, so I've got this generator, and I know it's not mm. going to run the whole house. I mean, yeah. But it's hot too. Well, at least it was the first two days. Yeah. So I I decided I'm going to run. Uh, what what am I going to run while we're on generator. Well, the obviously the first thing is going to be the refrigerator. Yep. Now I know I talked about the freezer earlier. Well, tim why don't you plug that in? You could have saved all that food. A freezer mm-hmm. that size takes a lot of power. Yep. A lot of power. And yeah, I didn't. And
0: you don't. You don't know how many how much power this thing gives out. Again, no well,
1: manual. Well, well, even if the manual told me how much power, and I'm sure it does. I don't know how much power this old freezer draws, and it's an old industrial. It's not some that you can just go to Lowe's and pick up. This is an ah, industrial chest freezer okay. that's bigger than a coffin. This Probably thing is not huge. Fishing, then. No, I, w- no, no. So, yeah. and I don't mind if you know my power's on. Who cares?
0: But, yeah, exactly. It runs on freedom power.
1: Yeah, freedom. <laughs> um, make power great again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> obviously.
1: How's yeah. that working out? Yeah. Really well. So, yeah. um, who'd, who'd have thought that, that rolling
0: back government regulation would have an impact on utility services?
1: Who would have thought? Yeah. It doesn't help that we're in a pandemic and a whole bunch of the power people are on uh, furlough.
0: Yeah, that too. Yep.
1: So I don't plug in the freezer, but I do plug in my refrigerator, which also is a refrigerator freezer. It's a side-by-side. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly efficient. It's 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 a newer... It's not new, but it's a newer one. So I figure in the last 10 years is when it was built. It's going to be pretty efficient. Yep. So I plug that in. Um, And that is in the kitchen back by the door where the generator is. The next thing I plug in is my uh, internet Mm -hmm. because it's internet. So I just plug in the cable modem. And I know that's not going to take hardly any power. And if I'm going to plug that in, I also plug in our 55 or 60-inch, whatever size that TV is in the living room. Because even though it's a big screen, it's only like two years old, if that. Um, I know that's really efficient as well. Yeah. It, it really doesn't draw much power compared to like an old tube TV. Even a TV of 10 years ago. I mean, it's it's very efficient. Mm-hmm. So with internet and the smart TV plugged in, we have access to Disney Plus, Netflix, YouTube, HBO Max or Go or whatever the hell the new one is. We've got access to all that stuff. Um, okay. and the last thing I plug in is a window air conditioning unit. Mm-hmm. Which is not fuel efficient. But Tim ain't sweating in his own house if he don't have to.
0: Well you've already you're already sweat setting all that stuff up, so he deserves cool off.
1: Yeah. All that took about 20 minutes to get everything up and running, and we're good to go.
0: So, yeah, that that means time for, in my book, that's normally time for a two-hour sleep. Yeah. So. (laughs) And
1: uh, so we live like that. Of course, I had to work, which is really difficult when you're as tired as I was the last two days at least. Yeah. When you're not getting much sleep. And the only gas station that I could find anywhere near me that had fuel is about five miles away. So when we start running low on fuel, I got a truck way out there. Of course, this is after work. And get fuel, bring it back. And I've got two gas cans. One is a six-gallon, and one's a two-gallon. By the way, six gallons in a big fuel can, it's a plastic one, but you know what I mean. It's really freaking awkward and heavy.
0: Yeah, any any large volume of liquid is heavy and awkward. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's been my... um, my last two days and of course I was posting on Facebook a lot and that's how you know because Leanne, your wife and I are friends on Facebook.
0: you that's and right, I are too, yeah.
1: but you never do anything with your account.
0: I don't think I've logged into my Facebook account for at least two and a half years yeah so you know and that was kind of too frequent for me but <laughs> I I, I, had I you a... know what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna break down some walls here. I am seriously thinking about using my Facebook account. Principally for this, yeah, to be able to talk to you and keep up, up what, what's going on, and all, you know the rest of my Mac team and sure. people like that, because um, you know they, you're kind of wearing me down.
1: Well, Netflix is way too toxic. I yeah. mean, neither one of the sites are great companies. They're not. They're both trash. Yeah. But at the yeah. very le- and I'll give this up to Twitter. At least they're now flagging, um, well, like they did with the president twice now which made yeah. him blow his lid, of course. Um, yeah.
0: Be interested to see whether they keep doing that, because obviously uh, they will. that's going to be coming
1: up and going forward. Yeah, once they've done it, they're, they're going to have to stick to it.
0: Of course, Facebook wouldn't do anything like that. Mm-mm. They they know better the than this about the hand that feeds them. Well, all.
1: they already said, well, they said originally that they would uh, either remove or flag content that promotes violence. And then the president yeah. does just that against his own people. Twitter flags it but Facebook doesn't and catches a bunch. They lost some employees because of it.
0: Yeah. I I think one thing we've learned from Mark Zuckerberg's frequent appearance in Congress is that you can't believe anything the guy says.
1: So no, the guy um, is complete scum.
0: Yeah. And also, but also the company, you can't believe anything the company says either. Yeah. Because they will say something that sounds right, but then they will through some technicality or just plain ignoring it or we're too busy or something, just not action it. So
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a, so I don't. I have no love affair of Facebook at all. Yeah. But I use it because I like the stuff that it provides. Yeah. You know, I I got a a, a perverse kick out of the thought that well, how, how many miles away are you? You think?
0: Uh, I can tell you. Yeah. yeah probably it. about four thousand say. Um, uh, that's my guess. Yeah. That 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 would be my initial, um. It, it's more difficult for me because i kind of know where florida is and i i know where michigan is but um we, uh, we kind of know, 3, the shape. 600... We know the shape of the states we learn the shape of the states over here yeah um but actually figuring out where things are related to us is is a bit more um oh, a bit more difficult oh s-
1: same thing here i mean yeah um except learning anything about england in school why why would we do that um <laughs> it's just <weird. laughs> yeah Distance like, from you're Batter lucky Creek, if you have heard of your, really. Yes, Battle Creek from Manchester to Battle Creek is three thousand six hundred ninety-two miles. So we we're right in the I'm ballpark. That, yeah. Yep, five hundred miles. Yeah. Um So that's how far away we are. I got a perverse pleasure of thinking about David Cohen, thirty-five hundred miles away, wondering if I had power or not. That my power outage was affecting someone in Manchester, England. Yeah, yeah, that's was right. I like that. But but in fact, it, it's been
0: way. quite quite the topic of conversation here the last couple of days. <laughs> is, Because <what> Leanne <laughs> keeps asking me. She said, uh, you know, last night we went to bed, she said, so are you doing the show tomorrow? So I said, oh, he's going to text me, but he's hoping it's going to be back up. Um, And I said, you know, I've talked about maybe he could just dial in using his phone and I could record everything from my end. And I don't know whether he wants to do that and all of this. And then first thing this morning, she said, so are you doing the show then? So it's, yeah, it's been... <laughs> Before it's been I texted a topic you. Of concern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because when I got up in the morning for the dog here, it's like eight o'clock in the morning, you'll still sleep, mm-hmm. only you weren't because you were sleeping on the couch with
1: your shotgun. No, not last night. I got we had power over it, got you turned back the on. The power
0: back came out yesterday, yeah, yeah. and yeah, then you so. had to put all the stuff back away as well, so you would have been tired too. Well, it's, it's all of five minutes, so. Having been through this experience, and I know this is not the first time you've had to do this, mm-hmm. do you not think that perhaps now is the time to maybe drill a hole through a wall and grommet some cables through?
1: No, because and... they're um, the the cables that I had to plug in is just electrical cables, but yeah. they're you know those things are not that reliable because all these cables are made in China now, and even though they're rated high, eventually they're going to go bad. Right. Now, so,
0: but even then, you could you could drill a hole you could put a duct in you could put caps on the end so yeah i could, could do for that. a start you solve that problem uh, and then you could set up somewhere outside and then you can figure out how much fuel you've got and maybe buy a larger tank that's that goes in the back of the truck and is easy to move around maybe get a dolly uh, and then just so that the next time this happens the whole thing is a lot less inconvenient for you
1: well i carrying the fuel isn't a big deal um well, you you
0: so so Here's something I don't understand, right? There's some And you're not the first person to do this, and I've done this myself, is you spend 20 minutes complaining about all these things you have to do. When somebody says, well, you could approve that, you approve that, you go, oh, it's not a big deal.
1: Well, but getting a dolly <laughs> in, in a fuel thing, that would be more work than me just picking it up and carrying it.
0: Okay. The cable thing through the house sounds to me like... Yeah, that's a I, pain I mean, in the ass. You know, maybe you could even... Put, I obviously you haven't got no, enough power to power the entire house but maybe you could actually have something wired into your breaker box that will let you plug it in and then use the electrical outlets in the home
1: probably that wouldn't be a bad yeah. idea Um. yeah and just selectively turn off the ones I don't want power to yeah exactly but I don't think you can legally do that uh, with a portable generator you could, and that's the whole point of a whole house generator. Yeah. But a portable generator, I don't think they would allow you that. Yeah, I'm sure that would be against some kind of a code to to tap in that way.
0: Okay. Because yeah.
1: remember it's one it's both ways, electricity. So once I tap yeah. into that, the other side of that cable is going to be live. So mm-hmm. once power is restored, I'm probably gonna blow the generator through the you know, the neighborhood. Okay. Up six blocks away because i just hit it with yeah. 220 volts of electricity at you know but 1, thousand would, amps what,
0: yeah what i would say is you always know you're going to need power in the kitchen because you're yeah. always going to power the fridge yep. so it seems to me it would be sensible to find some way to get a line safely into the kitchen from the generator without having to have the doors open and then from there you could then run cables to wherever you want inside the house
1: yeah it's not a bad idea what yeah. I would like to do is get a whole house generator, but what I'd like Obviously. to do is have a different house. So <laughs> yeah. you got to remember, that's this true. house, I know England has a lot more history than we do here.
0: Yeah, there is an old house. But how how old is your house? Oh, for uh, coming up on six years now.
1: Wow, that's a pretty old house.
0: <laughs> the last one was, um, the last house we moved from was built in 1901. It was one of the reasons we moved from it. It was because it, was, it needed work doing to it. You know, and the electricals in that were do you know how old,
1: Do you want to know how old my house is? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to tell me. Well, how old do you think my house is?
0: Uh, I would have said uh, maybe 1920s, something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So if it was yeah. 1920s, it would be, what, 100 years old? Yeah. Yeah, my house is 130 years old. Well, there you go. My house was built in 1890.
0: Did they have electricity back then?
1: No. No? no, no air conditioning, no. no
0: portable generators. Well, maybe that. No, no one the electricity in the in the neighborhood went out.
1: It's that old. Well, the problem with the power going out is, is the infrastructure in the United States is stupid. At least here, we get power outages all the time because yeah. of weather, and it's not the weather that causes. The weather hits a tree limb and the tree limb breaks and it pulls on a wire. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just bury all the wires. How about that, people? There's an idea. Well,
0: yeah, it's it's a fa- I mean, we we do get power outages here when we have big storms, but it's a relatively rare occurrence, and not certainly nowhere as frequently as you but do. But you guys
1: bury your power cables, right? We
0: bury most of them, yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the the national stuff that goes from town to town is is exposed, but those are big pylons. They uh, that's why yeah, those are the big. Are big brought that by big storms. Um, but all the local stuff, yeah, is underground. Yeah. See, um, that's how it
1: should be here, but. Americans are too stupid. We don't want to invest in our infrastructure. We've well, got
0: yeah. There's also there's also the thing there where the power line companies uh, don't cut down the trees or, or or deal with the trees close to the lines because it's frankly it's cheaper to deal with the outages than it is to have an ongoing program to deal no, with breaking it, the
1: lines. No, it's it isn't because I was com- constantly complaining about Consumers Energy, which is the power company we use. They're not the ones that restored my power. It was an out-of-state power company crew that came in. And I know that because they were on my street doing it. I We right. talked to them. They were from out of mm-hmm. state. That's how ill-prepared, and it, it's not just here either. It's every one of these power companies. They send crews to other states to help restore power when stuff like this happens because none of them have a big enough staff because how could you? Yeah. So, so instead of looking forward saying, hey, you know what, let's go block by block over the next 20 years burying power cables so this isn't a problem anymore. We can make more money in the long term if we do this. Yeah. They're, they're too stupid and greedy and they want to buy, get their 8th house, the people towards the top to actually invest in that. It has to be a government program that does it. So yeah. it's not incumbent upon each and every power company to bury cables. It's the federal government, just like they did when they built the highway systems, to come in and do this they hire and it's also a great stimulus for the economy because you're going to hire a whole bunch of people to do this work yeah. over the next 10 years and if no, the so government's just, doing it you could yeah. just say we have a five-year plan or a four-year plan that everybody's power is going to be underground with the exception of faraway rural areas which we will get to eventually but those are going to be in phase five yeah and and you would take care of a lot of these problems
0: yeah No. I'd- we don't have that power, with the electricity that that problem, with the electricity company here, but we do have with the um, we do have with other industries like the internet and things like that. In fact, Openreach, the company that, so. Let me share with you some of the kind of the screwed up way, privatisations words in this country. British Telecom, which were, before that was the Post Office, used to be responsible for all communications in the UK. Through the seventies, they were
1: responsible for. Sure. We had Tele- Ma Bell,
0: yeah. So, but yeah, but the difference was the telephone service was actually part of the post office because it was moving data from one place to the other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then when they privatized, was well, conceptually
1: sounds smart, but
0: yeah, well, it, it worked back when they set everything up, but sure. obviously over time it didn't. Yeah. So, um, uh, and during the during the early eighties, Margaret Thatcher had a big program of privatizing lots of things. She wanted the government not to be responsible for them anymore. Um, um British Telecom was formed when they privatised the communications on the post office. So what happens over a few years is that because even though it was a private company, it was still a monopoly. Yeah, there was regulation brought in to basically split it up into pieces, same way they did with the Marbells. Yep. Um but one of the things we've always done in this country is we take the infrastructure part and we privatise that into a separate company that then that then serves private communications companies. We did the same with the trains. So the people who operate all the rail track in the UK is a private company who then serves all the rail operating companies. The difficulty with that is it looks like you haven't got a monopoly, but in fact you have because the the real core asset of the system is the infrastructure and you're still reliant on one private company to do all of that for everybody. And this is what happened with our internet. That's why I have such bad internet here. It's because my housing estate, as I said, my house is only six years old. And my house was one of the last ones that was built on this estate. While the estate was being built, Openreach or the infrastructure telecoms company would not put cable into the ground here to allow us to access high speed internet because it wasn't finished. And their attitude was we don't, we don't go to places that aren't being, that are still being built in case the thing collapses and then nobody lives there. And then we've wasted money, public money. Yeah, the problem is after the place is built, you're then waiting on a program to actually bring the internet here. And again, it's similar to what you just said. Openreach goes well. Yeah, we have an investment program um, that's subsidised by the government, but um, you know, building infrastructure in places that already have infrastructure, because every other house off this estate in this area has good internet, is not our priority. So, consequently, we sit here in a brand new modern housing estate and we have l- all have lousy internet. Yeah. And it's very, very frustrating. And again, every time you go to their website to see what they're going to do about it, they say, well, we have no plans for this area at the moment, but maybe, you know, you could get together and then talk to the government about maybe making some funding available or you pitch in for funding and maybe we can do something. It's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, over lockdown last few weeks there's been a lot of open reach vans out on here putting cable in and i went to speak to them and i said said oh you know what what are you doing yeah no we're improving the infrastructure they won't give you specifics because mm-hmm. they seem you don't know anything about it and they go oh yeah we're improving the infrastructure i said well how i said i put to my house i said so after you're finished do you think i'd be able to get internet there better internet He went yeah probably should be able to and um I said, oh, it's funny because you go to the website and they say that they've got no plans to invest in this area. And then he went, oh, well, because of COVID, we've basically all the engineering has been changed um, and we can't do a lot of the regular stuff we were doing. We haven't got enough people. So we've started doing other things instead. So um, he basically was saying to me, you can't trust the website at the moment because we're just going around doing different bits and pieces that require smaller crews and what have you it's kind of cool well it is but at the moment I'm still kind of in the dark about if when what I'm going to be able to do but yeah we are hopeful that we'll be able to get fibre to the cabinet as it's called here which means that I will be able to get like you know a a regular connection of of at least 30-40 megabits or more um, which would be you know a quantum leap on what we have now yeah so yeah but it still sounds like it's uncoordinated, and because if it I were running a company, I would have a team who basically went round to because we're doing they're doing a lot of new building in Britain, going around saying make sure all these new places have got decent internet. No, we're only having pockets of none of it in the middle of loads of it. But there you
1: go. So one of the I don't know outcomes of covid number one number two having a power outage was that brooke i don't know if she got the idea from rachel because my oldest daughter rachel lives in chicago just oh. did this um decided she wanted to watch the marvel movies in order right um and she didn't really because she didn't understand the chronological order not the movie release dates but the, the order that these movies play yeah. And of course, you know, uh there's not a lot to do in the house. so I was watching quite a bit of it with her. And I also got her kind of hooked on Mandalorian. She's 3 episodes mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Cole and I watched them together, but Brooke couldn't be bothered at the time. Mm-hmm. And now that power has been restored, I don't know if she's going to go back to watching these Marvel movies or not. And I we've talked mm-hmm. about it on Tech Fan, we've talked about it here in uh, Geeks Pub, but there's an achievement that Marvel Studios did with these movies. And I'm not talking about all Marvel movies. I'm not talking about the X-Men or or the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. I'm talking about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. That I don't know if we'll ever see matched in the history of movies again. I, I don't know. Because some of it was serendipity, right place, right time. Some of it was getting the right creators um, who were passionate about it that was a big part of it and some of it was the reception it got um, by the audiences by us yeah but it all came about that they wanted to do they wanted to do something start making movies they weren't thinking Marvel Cinematic Universe when they first started that's a misnomer when people say look they had a 10-year plan no they didn't uh, they they probably had a, at one point, a seven-year plan when they saw what was happening in the reception they were getting and how much money they were making, and now Disney owns them. But there was no overreaching plan to begin with on these movies. But the directors and the creators and the producers back then were smart enough to, to kind of give you a little bit of a hope that maybe something like this could happen. Yep. Um of course, she started with Winter Soldier, and or I'm sorry, she started with uh, the first Avenger, Captain America, which mm-hmm. place takes place in World War II and ends in modern times. Yeah. And Ra- uh, Brooke said this is her favorite Marvel movie, mm-hmm. which kind of surprised me, to be honest. She I also said thought... she doesn't like Brie Larson, by the way, but whatever. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, whatever. She and she was smart enough to know that she had to watch Captain Marvel after Captain America because it takes place in her in her mind also way back in the past which was yeah 89 and then 95 which ugh that wasn't way back pa- way back in the past kid but <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess it was we're just old David this is true so she's watching um Captain America and I point out oh that's Agent Smith too she says who's Agent Smith I said you know from the Matrix well, Brooke had never watched The Matrix. Yeah. So of course, I made her watch The Matrix, mm-hmm. and she loved it. By the way, she was like, "So the so the whole world was basically in inside of the computer." Yep. Well, until they, they until they pull him out, and then that's the real yeah. world. And she goes, "I'd think I'd rather live in the computer." Yeah. That's that's kind of the point. That's why Cipher does what he does in the movie. He doesn't want to. <laughs> I don't want to remember nothing. Exactly. Nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean that that is. Probably the logically the only certainly in the first match the only real flaw in it is that most people are going to go well well yeah the real one sucks
1: yeah this sucks
0: <laughs> yeah who, ca- well, who cares we, we if they're have to, in, have sucking eat, power out of my head
1: <laughs> yeah we got to eat goop all the time I don't think so I, I'm going to yeah. go back in um we all like to think we would be Neo but we're not so I no. I'd, I'd want to get back plug plug me back in screw this <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah Just... Um, you know,
0: if you can just leave enough that I can maybe every time it goes to the ATM, I can kind of wiggle my fingers and I get a million dollars rather than ten dollars. That'd be great. That's, uh, all, that's all I need. Yeah, that's all
1: I need. Um, One issue that I always had with it, the, the computers explain in the movie that, you know, we, we gave you utopia, a paradise, and that didn't work out very well. You, you You rejected it, which, okay, the human condition is full of strife and you have to have strife. So they made their utopia, the late twentieth century. That's yep. that's the time. Yep. Except, here's my question: People are born in the Matrix. They they they're they're a baby. A family gets this baby. Well, that baby's going to grow up. So eventually, time is going to continue as well.
0: Yeah, but they they just. Reset the matrix and wipe your mind, and you start again.
1: Yeah, I know. It just didn't. It, that's a huge logic flaw. the 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 ability to wipe everyone's mind and kind of reset the matrix seems. Well, yeah, because
0: know. every every perception every perception you have is being presented by the matrix. So, you know, I might maybe it's one of those things where it kind of gradually resets itself, and you don't notice. Yeah, I always they, thought it would be better
1: if there was why is there only one matrix? Why is the entire population of the planet in the same computer simulation? Wouldn't it be more efficient, even just from a power perspective, to have, you know, a thousand different matrixes all running at the same time?
0: What you mean like kinda of like the Fortnite model?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> not everyone's not everyone's on the same island.
1: Right, man, that blows my mind. What? It's not the same island. No. Nope. In fact, in fact, let's face it,
0: it'd be more exciting if it really was Fortnite. If the Matrix was, you and a random ninety-nine other people, yeah, were parachuting the same place, yep. and you have to fight to fight to the death. Yeah, it'd, then, it'd probably um, be more interesting. Uh, it'd probably be a great movie. Yeah,
1: they probably did that movie. Mm. Yeah, let me um, let me start working on this. Squad. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. S- someone get a hold of John Favreau. <laughs> um. So she she watched Captain America. Then, of course, I made her watch The Matrix, and then she watches Captain Marvel, and she immediately says, "I don't like her." And I said, "Who, Captain Marvel?" And she goes, "No, Brie Larson. I don't like her." But she couldn't give a definite answer of why. I guess someone asked about her workout routine, and she said that was offensive, and that's what put Brooke off of Brie Larson. I'm like, well, actually, I, I else- like Brie Larson. Think, Somebody
0: asked Brie Larson, the actress, yes. how she worked out for Captain Marvel, yeah. and she she was offended.
1: Yeah, there's a video of it.
0: I, I don't understand that because she always, I, as far as I'm aware, she always used to post on Instagram about her workouts, her, you know workouts and that sort of yeah. thing. I thought that was one of her things.
1: Yeah, I don't because well, she used to show her guns in those videos. I remember maybe, yeah, uh,
0: well, maybe. You know, she, like, these people are human. Maybe she's just having a bad day.
1: Well, that's what I told her. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Well, she was having a bad day that day. Or you don't know the two questions that this person l- asked leading up to this that was, you know, calling into question yeah. her weight or something. Or, you know, how good do you or think wh- you really looked in that costume?
0: Yeah. Or what, yeah. What do you wear when you're working out? And, yeah. But maybe the guy was just being creepy or the woman was just being creepy or who the hell knows? It'd be a guy. Context let's be is everything.
1: Huh? It would have been a guy, let's be honest. He's being creepy. Yeah.
0: I don't, I, I, you know what? I don't know. Because I have noticed that and, and this is something to do with um, the... COVID. Uh, no, not the COVID. <laughs> this is something to do with the way... I'm playing everything the, the, on COVID we, now, yeah, by the way. Well, well, you, well let, let's do that. That's fine. But I think there's something about the way women are treated in many, many fields, including journalism, is that I often see... I, I, I We get a lot of these kind of talking head programs where people do commentary on clips and interviews and incidents in celebrity life and that sort of thing. Sometimes they're on the weekend and, you know, before we go to bed at night, we'll leave the TV on and we want the things on, you hear it in the background, you know. And there's all these journalists talking about which celebrity did this, celebrity did that, you know, whether it was a big thing or not. Yeah. And I've noticed that the cruelest, meanest people on those talking head programs when they're when they're criticizing these celebrities is the women and and it and it's almost like women celebrity ju- uh, journalists are like all the mean girls you could know. be and yeah and sometimes you think oh well you know what happened to sisterhood and what happened to uh you know it just i, I think it's as an industry sometimes uh, perhaps it's just the the people they put up for these talking head programs but um some of the female journalists in an amusement air quotes here, the celebrity media space. Yeah. are just really horrible people.
1: I think it's more of a uh, training and that's what's expected. Yeah, maybe. So hmm. I, and so I was watching a little bit, I was doing other stuff, but I was watching a little bit of Captain Marvel. Yeah. That is not a good movie.
0: No, I, I, I I've seen it again, because if you remember, I think you were less
1: you were I wasn't into it, and you were,
0: yeah, and I was, and I really enjoyed it. um, and I saw some of it again, and you're right. It doesn't hold up as well on the well, second viewing.
1: well the her her acting in the movie is very it's not good
0: well, the again, script itself
1: is really weak, and the acting, yeah, Sam Jackson is completely out of character for the whole thing. And I know the concept, okay, this is when he was younger and he was eager and no, it just doesn't work. And, mm-hmm. and and he'll say something that is supposed to be funny or she'll say something that's supposed to be funny and they both laugh of the, in this bonding mo- But you're like, yeah, but it, that actually wasn't funny. Mm. I mean, I, I, it wasn't yeah, humorous. I, I, I
0: do remember the real differences between us when we talked about it was that I felt that Brie Larson was going for something that you didn't really get and I still think that's the case. Um, I think she was deliberately trying to be, you know, kind of out, out of herself, not really sure of herself because of the background that the, the character had in the movie and what what happened to him, the memory loss, and all that sort of thing. But I, I think the real problem I have with it is the script is not great.
1: No, it's not. It It's not good.
0: Um, you know, and I was kind of... I think part of it is they, they want to have this big reveal that, that in the in the MCU the scrolls are the good guys. Yeah. Um and
1: Well it's the faction is. Un-
0: yeah, I, I kind of understand what they're going for with that, but actually I don't think it I don't think it pays off. No. Um, and I really think it I mean, the next time they use the scrolls like that, which was in um the second Spider Man movie, I thought it still wasn't paying off there. It doesn't work. Um, you know, they're meant to be well, the whole point about the scrolls is they're meant to be, you know, sinister and um they've got this terrifying ability of being able to replace anybody and you don't know and they have this huge agenda and um they're really kinda of clever and yet the way they're portrayed in the in the MCU is being like these kind of, you know, comedy four guys and you just kind of think, Well, yeah, you kind of deserve to be oppressed the way you're behaving. Yeah. You know? Um you can kind of—they're they're not sympathetic. They come across as like as like fools, and and that's not what you want the scrolls to be.
1: Well, there's one scene that's supposed to establish that, and it 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 just doesn't. Yeah. So. I also think my problem with it is they made her too powerful. Mm. Um, and you know I've been a comic book reader for what thirty years? No, more than yeah. that, thirty. 33 years. I bought my first comic one eh, seven or eight, somewhere in there. Um, now nah, it's later than that. I was probably 10. So we'll just call it 30 years. Uh, no, that'd be 40 years. Sorry, I'm old. Um, she was one of the most least interesting characters for me. Hmm. Uh, and it's not because she's a woman or anything like that. Because I have plenty of women characters that I think are awesome. But... She's just not that interesting of a character. She's just not, and th- her yeah, personality doesn't work for me. They've never yeah. established the same type of personality in the comic books for this character. And Brie Larson's character in in the movie is almost without personality.
0: Well, I think as this goes back to what I was saying. I think they were try- That's what she was trying to go for in the performance. And like, you know, would you have a personality if you couldn't remember? where you came from and what you were there for and then it's meant to be a redemptive arc so at the end she kind of remembers it all and and that unlocks her power and kind of makes her who she is but the problem is again you don't buy it because you've even though there's not enough there mm-hmm. and then she just became becomes effectively a, a, a walking weapon Right. and then you see her in the avengers movie and um she's just like a weapon she just comes and she Does her thing, and then she goes away again, and then the end she comes back and she does her thing. Right. And there's no motivation behind it, whereas and part of it is because the way the character was very quickly brought in at the end of the phase. Exactly. It was trying to shoehorn
1: it in and it didn't work.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And and of course the diff that's the difference. You know when when you see Captain America, you know wielding Thor's hammer and finally saying Avengers Assemble that. Moment works because you've had all that build-up to it. Yep. And also you've seen what Captain America as a character has been through. And you don't have that with Brie Larson because and Captain Marvel because she had one movie. And it was an origin movie, which the origin movies often don't do very well at defining the person as a character.
1: Well, and not often. The two that I think did the very best with origin stories are both Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah, (laughs) which brings us to Iron Man. Um, Man, that movie was was released in 2008, but it actually takes place in 2010 in in the cinematic Mm -hmm. universe. It is a brilliant. It's almost a perfect movie. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, completely agree. There's there's just no flaws in this movie at all that I can find, and I was trying to find some flaws, and it's got action it's got actual character development and, and probably some of the best character development in any superhero movie because yeah. the person he is at the beginning of the movie and who he is at the end are two totally different people. And here's the thing, they don't even keep him in that at that level. Yeah, That character throughout the entire Marvel Universe changes. After the events yeah. of the Avengers, they immediately release... Um, Iron Man 3. Yeah. And he's suffering from PTSD because of the events of the Avengers. Mm -hmm. That he flew a nuclear bomb to the other side of the galaxy through a wormhole and it exploded. But aliens invaded Earth. And he is suffering so much from this mentally. You know? He's having breakdowns. And and it sets up pretty much the entire arc
0: of that phase because the whole business about um, kind of trying to protect the planet becomes his his reason his raison d'être. He becomes less interested in being Iron Man and more about building more stuff to protect the planet. Right, and he becomes that's where a,
1: Ultron comes from. Well, and, even Winter Soldier, yeah, and and because that's the fall of Shield. So Tony kind of yeah. steps into that role in Age of Iron, Ultron. He wants to build a shield around the whole planet.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's the Ultron I- initiative. And then he becomes kind of a dick in that. He kind of he, does. He, yeah. And well, then he, in he, Captain he, he, America he, he rep- Civil War, he, he's 100% on the government side now.
0: Yeah, well, it it, it his, his art kind of shows how you can fundamentally change who you are and yet still make the same mistakes. It's very clever. Yeah. Because basically, he becomes, again, the guy he was at the beginning of Iron Man.
1: Only no. to a certain extent.
0: Yeah no no i i he, he, the difference is he's he's capable of seeing it in himself yeah. but the, but the difference is he for a while he becomes that guy again the guy who um you know i'm the smartest in the room yeah. my ideas are always the best ideas you know i'm i've got control of everything um nobody's other ideas are are as, are as useful as mine and then when if somebody fights against me for my ideas I'll really go toe to toe with them. Yeah. You know, though he's making those same mistakes on a different scale. Mm-hmm. The difference is that he's capable of realizing the mistakes he's making and trying to learn from them. And then, you know, it, and ultimately the whole thing all the way out to the, to the, the last Avengers movie is all about him redeeming himself uh, and becoming far more willing to uh, take the responsibility for his mistakes himself.
1: Well, in the first Avengers movie there's a very and I think a lot of people overlook this there's a scene where captain America basically calls him out says you're not you're not the guy that's gonna fall on the grenade yeah to save everyone else that's not you and tony yeah. says I'd prefer to or he's he's not going to take the right. something and Tony's like, yeah, well, I prefer s- to snip the wire and you know
0: that's right, yeah.
1: And, and yeah. he shows he, he is he isn't the guy that's going to sacrifice himself. He has a self yeah. a sense of self importance and narcissism that he still has to overcome. And I think what really gets him over the hump is Peter Parker when he yeah. goes and gets Peter Parker during Captain America Civil War. And they, and they create this son figure for him, father-son type, kind of dynamic, but but not really. It is, but it isn't. He is the spiritual successor of Tony Stark. He's a very smart kid. He's broke. Iron Man's going to take him under his wing, and he does. And you see more of that in Spider-Man Homecoming when Peter Parker kind of screws things up a little bit on the ferry, and Iron Man has to come save the day, and they have this yeah. big argument. Um for for Robert Downey Jr. and Marvel to recognize the, the long-term story arc of Tony Stark in this series, to bring him into Civil War, to be kind of one of the, the bad guys until the very end in a way, yep. there's this huge disagreement. Uh, and then to bring him into Spider-Man as well, man, this doesn't happen in the movies. It yeah. just doesn't happen. Because his paychecks were fat in these movies. He was making bank, and yet he still did it. And, and his performance is brilliant. Every time you see Tony, Tony Stark on the screen, he does steal. When Robert Downey Jr. is in a, in a scene, he steals everybody else's thunder. He's yeah. that good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I think I think this is... I mean, go back to the original Iron Man. When they did that, first of all, Iron Man wasn't a big character. Everyone's going, what, Iron Man? And then to hire Robert Downey Jr., who'd had a checkered career at that point, uh, and, and really he was, was... He was
1: known for pretty bad movies and spending a lot of time in rehab and jail.
0: Exactly, yeah. He he really was kind of a risk, and yet they kind of moved past that and um, produced, as you said, one of the best best movies of the series in the first one. And, and I think that really did create the right environment for the series. One thing that kind of struck me, I watched um, Artemis Fowl yesterday, which is the new kind of young... It's it's meant to be like a, like yeah. a kids I've seen, type I've seen of thing. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah, a, okay. No, well, I haven't that,
1: seen the movie yet. All right.
0: but the, Well, the books are huge. Yes. The books were kind of Harry Potter before Harry Potter came out. Not to the same extent, but they were that... Among young kids, you know, they were kind of a pretty big deal. It's <clears> taken <throat> it them a long time to get a movie and um you look at the this movie on paper directed by Kenneth Branagh full of Kenneth Branagh people Judy Dench there's plenty of other um kind of well-known english actors in this movie this was uh you know kind of a, an attempt to create a new franchise that would be not, maybe not as big as harry potter but would be of the same kind of style <coughs> excuse me and you would have thought you know Kenneth Branagh's got Artemis Fowl is about a, a, a child genius who knows of the existence of magical worlds like fairies and that sort of thing. And basically he exploits them for his own ends. He's almost like a... He starts a criminal mastermind. He ends the book series a more of an anti-hero. But nevertheless, you know, he's, he's not motivated by any kind of good sentiments, really. Um, and you'd have thought you put Kenneth Branagh and all these great um, talents together into a, a well-funded movie to be able to bring this world to life and it should be a slam dunk and and Kenneth Branagh did one the first four movie he knows how to do that style of world building he knows the fantasy realm you know you'd have thought this this movie will be really good and it's not it's absolutely terrible it
1: it looks terrible from the uh, Josh Gad I like him kinda yeah
0: you know what here's the funny thing Josh Gad is actually one of the better things in this movie Uh, it looks terrible It is. It is terrible. We watched it. It's terrible. It's one of those typical kind of you know. Well, let's go through the motions type things. But we don't really understand the source material. Um, they've changed too much of it. They made. Um, they gave Artemis Fowl a kind, a kind of great big daddy complex, which was there in the book to an extent, but not this way. They made him like a you know like a silly kid instead of a criminal mastermind. The, um, the special effects are, are great, but kind of soulless. You don't really blind to the still there.
1: I think nope. we lost David. We lost Tim there. Well, let's we'll see if I can him uh, bring him back. Because uh, I think that was me that did that. <laughs> I know, this is shocker that. Uh, uh, it, actually, he's still talking. Yep, that was me. Lost you there. Yeah, that was me. I assumed that you kept that was talking. You. Did you keep talking?
0: I did keep talking, but then I said, "Oh, Tim's gone." Yeah, I, I kind of heard the blip out. So, so, so for should... a
1: second there, when we put the show together, we're gonna leave that in there because oh. you probably hear you and me both talking at the same time, going, "Oh, okay, we'll leave it me.
0: there." Yeah, we'll Long leave it. Story. We'll leave it
1: in, so they get to hear our screw there up we are. and all of yeah, us glory. Exactly.
0: So, getting back to where one of us talk about, it kind of ruined me mid-flow. But yeah, this this movie just really wasn't good, and didn't understand the material at all. And there's absolutely no chance. They will do another one of these films, um, and you. you well, you say
1: that, but I, I uh, will it I know, it's, because it's got pretty.
0: It's got a pretty bad reviews, and, and they've not generated bank from it because no one else will run it in the, in the movie theaters. So I would be surprised if it comes out if they come out with a sequel. But anyhow, I would,
1: because if it, if people started watching it on well, It's Disney right, yeah, yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah I think people will continue see. to watch it. But the
0: point I'm trying to make is that you can bring everything together that you think will work, and it just won't work. And, uh, and really They're what, kids'
1: books, though, right? The Artemis Fall series?
0: They are, but they're they're pretty good kids' books, yeah? And the material is certainly strong enough to make a good movie, and yet they changed too much. They didn't understand too much. There was too much spectacle, not enough character, bad performances, um, I, I apparently there's a whole load of uh, the typical thing of there was stuff in the trailer that's been cut from the movie, which suggests studio interference as well. Um, but I think ultimately, and I, and because it was Kenneth Branagh directing it, I really wanted to consider it against, say, Thor or or the other Marvel movies. Th- this is this is kind of what where things go wrong. You can see this. You also saw this with the re- most recent Star Wars movies. If you lo- if you lack a strong moral direction kind of overlooking all of this kind of guiding it the right way then you end up with these horrible messy movies that are very unsatisfying and um, I think you do need if you're going to do this kind of world building style which everyone's trying to do nowadays you do need to have somebody at the top who kind of has a vision for it and pushes it in the right direction and make sure they, they don't become these terrible movies by committee which is what we're seeing, and that's really what the MCU has mostly managed to avoid. And I think that's why those movies stack up far better, even the ones that are twelve years old, than some of this modern stuff.
1: Um, I think you're probably right, to be honest, because yeah. there. If you don't have see, here's here's what made the MCU great. It all starts. I'm not going to say it ends, but it all starts with one guy who understood the source material, um, really understood what the movie should be, was not scared at all of costumes and the comic bookiness of it. Uh, And that's John Favreau. And for those who don't know who he is, he's also the head guy at The Mandalorian. He also did uh, Jungle King and um, Lion King, or Jungle yeah, King. Yeah, Jungle Book and Jungle Lion Book King. And Lion yeah, King. Yep. I combine those two. I went Jungle King because that's a video game, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is a video game that I really sucked at. I don't know if you remember playing that when you had to swing across the vines and then you jump in the water yeah. and there's alligators. And I never got past alligators. I always sucked with that game. <laughs> um, he, but to me, I remember him from Rudy the the. Uh, uh, Sean Austin, Aston, Austin, a uh, movie where he's a he wants to play for Notre Dame. And mm-hmm. the, it's, well, it's probably in my top two or three sports movies of all time. Um, it's just, he, he's a really good creator and he understands what should be done. He, his instincts are second to none. And you yeah. can see that in Iron Man. You can see it in Mandalorian. Everything the guy touches not everything but most of the things he touches are just really good stuff. He really does yeah. know what he's doing. Yeah. And if and he is the reason that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is what it is.
0: He he I I mean he he pulled off some did he direct Iron Man 2? I can't remember.
1: Um one. I don't um, remember. Uh, no. I'm going to say um, no.
0: No, I don't think he did. Um, but, I th- but I know he was I a mean, consulting
1: also... guy on there because he still played Happy in there. Remember, he was teams up with the Black Widow. Yeah, that's right. He's still and... Happy Hogan. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. He, you know. I mean, he he's. Uh, I'm just just looking at this thing. I'm, I thought he directed another um, Marvel movie. Uh, no, he didn't just been an executive producer on, on many of them. Uh, basically, anyone which he appears in, he's an executive producer,
1: I think. Yeah, but, but I do think know, he did have a lot of say. Now, Kevin Feige yeah, is the man now.
0: Yeah, but I, I think that that's kind of what I was getting onto, is that I think Kevin Feige's genius is that he's capable of selecting people who can grok the material and, and kind of deliver what he's looking for. Um, and I imagine he, you know, he he works with people who he can work with, and and I think the difference between let's leave Star Wars as a comparison, the difference there is that they select directors who they think are great directors because of the work they've done before, yeah, and then they expect them to turn out something that fits with their vision of the Star Wars universe, and it doesn't, and they end up firing them. Well, and the, because a I, and then. I think
1: the reason is that all goes on Kathleen Kennedy, she's she's the worst yeah,
0: exactly but um, but i think that's that's the difference between the approach it's like she's looking for people who have a great track record but then mm-hmm. can deliver her vision whereas the mcu feige's looking for people who he thinks can deliver a good movie but he lets them get on with it and he just pushes it the way it needs to go he tweaks things here and in. there yeah. so but without stepping in saying, before or yeah. after but there's not a lot of stepping in and saying right. You've got to cut this bit. You've got to get rid of that bit. You can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are things they're told they can and can't do, uh, in in the in the kind of the bigger universe that's yeah. in Kevin Feige's head. But you know, I don't. I don't think he. What he would do is is he would take. Yeah, you know, I don't get the impression with the movies. There's been an awful lot of taking material that's already been shot and going this doesn't work, we're going to change it we're going to re-edit it, we're going to do something else we're going to cut this out, cut that out this kind of messing with the movies that, that I was talking about when I talked about movies by committee and well, I, I think you it look depends at you on you look the, the, the Star though, Wars movies because yeah.
1: the Star Wars movies is those committees aren't Star Wars fans, they're no. corporate fans, they, they're trying to make money whereas I think the way that Marvel's been set up I think their committees are fans of their own properties. They understand it better than the corporate overlords at Disney ever will. And Disney's smart enough to let them do what they want because it's successful. But it's successful because of that passion. And it's little things that happen that I don't know if a lot of people catch, but enough people do. And here's a prime example. She's watching uh, Civil War. Or I'm sorry, uh, Winter Soldier. And I told her, I said, this is more of a spy movie than anything. Yeah. Um, when he meets Sam Wilson, the Falcon, and he meets him working out, jogging. Yeah. And Sam Wilson's jogging. That's who they're concentrating on. And you hear a voice go, on your left. And Steve Rogers goes running by. He does it two more times. And you can see the frustration on yeah. Sam Wilson's face. And then he comes up at the, the last lap and he's like, don't, don't you say it. Don't you. And he does it. And then <laughs> yeah. they introduce to each other and he, he's like, I'm Steve Rogers. And he's like, yeah, I kind of figured that out. Um, they immediately create a friendship in one scene that you completely buy. Yeah. Cap does, cap is kind of lost. Sam kind of gets it. Um, they just create an instant bond. It's humorous. It's fun. And you get it, and they call back to that movie. Now it helps that it's the Russo brothers that did both. In the very last Avengers movie, well, that's been released so far, where yeah. Captain America's there and he, his shield is busted and he's all bloodied. Thor and Iron Man are down right now, um, so it, it's basically him standing against Thanos and an army. Yeah, and it looks hopeless. And then you hear softly on your left. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you recognize it's Sam. It's the Falcon. And it's a perfect callback. And it works so well. And I pointed that out to to Brooke, and she was like, I don't get it. So I showed her that scene (laughs) in Avengers Endgame. And she went, oh, my God, I never caught that before. And I said, that's why the Marvel movies are so great. There's little mm-hmm. things like that that the creators of these movies put in there to build up this sense of continuity. These are the same guy. This is the same guy you saw when he met Jogging. And
0: I think that's a that's an important point because I, I read something um, the other day about this uh, where, where people are talking about uh, – the article was talking about um, – remakes which of course nowadays are known as reboots <laughs> they said the hollywood industry was so scared of the word remake that they invented a whole new word for it which is reboot but it's still a remake you know sure uh, and um they kind of talked about uh the, the effectively the, the the article was pitched i forget where i saw it now um but the article was pitched on you know when the first jurassic world came out yeah it was it was a great reboot because you took something that kind of worked from the original movie but the, but they kind of redid it in a new setting a new style yep. new types of characters and everything and it really worked yeah but they said the problem was they then went on with that and they kind of did far too much of it and the second movie was a mess and a lot of these reboots are the same um and they they use this great um they use this great kind of metaphor that I, that I thought really worked it's like nostalgia is like sugar yeah if you have a little bit of it you know it really amps you up it makes you really excited but if you binge on it it's so sickly sweet it makes you feel sick yeah and, and they said that nostalgia is like that that you've got to do it right and subtly and less is more rather than and i've talked about this before about the you know the even in the Mandalorian, where they were in exactly the same seat where Han was, where he shot Greedo, and I to me that was too much. It was like you know, no, don't do that, don't go to Tatooine, and do exactly that. Whereas I much prefer the subtle things like you've just talked about, where yep. it's a little bit of a callback and it kind of works. Well, here's and you my think here's clever.
1: Here's my problem with Jurassic Universe, if you will. Jurassic Park was great for one reason: we got to see what although they all should have had feathers but that's a different yeah you got to see what dinosaurs look like and the CGI yeah. was amazing i still get goosebumps with john williams score when they're in the jeep and they get to see the brontosaurus for the first time that's right yeah you know the way the music mm-hmm. swells and and the the perspective from the human's perspective and looking up at this giant dinosaur And they're just there. and The dinosaurs are completely oblivious. They don't care about the humans. Um, Yeah. Although, to be honest, for that dinosaur to be that size means Jurassic Park would have had to been there for about 50 years. But regardless, (laughs) Um, it's awe inspiring. And then, of course, the movie is the dinosaurs get loose. We have to survive and beat the dinosaurs. That's the movie. And there's a little intrigue here and there. And, you know. But yeah. that, that's the concept. That is not a concept to base an entire franchise on. Because no. what's the next one? Well, we got to go to the island, and the dinosaurs are still loose there, and they've started to breed because life finds a way. Um, and we have to survive the dinosaurs and beat them and get away. And, okay, what's the third one? Well, uh, now there's a dinosaur in L.A., and people have to get away and beat the dinosaur and survive. Okay, now we got Jurassic World. What's going to happen in this one? Well, the dinosaurs are going to break loose and yeah. chase people and we have to get away. Okay, but what about the second one? Well, now the island's going to explode. So, they're not just running from the dinosaurs, they got to run from the, plant, the the island itself and the island's going to explode, but they got to run away from the dinosaurs and beat them and get away. This isn't a concept to could yeah. th- there's nothing there there. We already Which saw it, the what? dinosaurs in real life. Right. They don't hold yes. any more intrigue. We've already built. So there. I think,
0: yeah, but I think that's the thing. I mean, that's exactly the kind of the point that the article was making, and that, and that I kind of agreed with, which to reboot Jurassic, forget the sequels to Jurassic Park, which suffer very much from that same problem, but to reboot Jurassic Park to Jurassic World, where now, okay, what? Well, let's reset the setting. So now the park is fully operational, full of people, and the dinosaurs escape. Oh, and by the way, we've made a worse dinosaur than the ones we had before.
1: Yeah, yeah, just that works.
0: It. As a self-contained story, but it should have stayed there. They shouldn't have made any more. And and that's the problem is that you you've got to recognise what what you have in terms of the source material uh, and do something with it that works for the source material. And the the problem with though with these reboots, of course, is that they want to turn everything has to be a world building franchise. Yeah, Yeah. and here's the problem: one movie.
1: And and here's the issue with Jurassic Park is that you're not really, they don't give you a hero an everyday man to follow to that. You're seeing everything through his eyes. They did in the first one, kind of because the guy you're supposed to follow is what's his name? Sam. Yeah. Yeah. But what was his name? uh, Exactly. I rest my case. So he's the character that we're experiencing this whole world and, and all the other characters in it come through his perspective. Even though they cut away from him occasionally, he is our touchstone. He's the one that we're following, right? He's the one that we want to survive. We like to say that we hope the kids survive, but we don't really care. Um, Particularly those kids. Oh, God. Um, So when they do a reboot, and you don't have any of those characters. You have one of the minor characters that was a scientist in the first movie. Ooh. Um, it doesn't work. And that's the issue. It, yeah. it just, it's not great. There, there's no central character. There's no character arcs that we're following, that we're seeing them develop. You know, they, they kind of did it with, uh, what's his face, in the second, the first and second of the reboot. Um, well, the... Uh... I can't think of his name. The one guy from Guardians the of the
0: Galaxy. Guy. Chris Pratt.
1: Yeah, Chris Pratt. You, you kind of get yeah. it with Chris Pratt, but they keep following the one lady, Dallas Howard, whose character isn't yeah. interesting at all. None. Yeah. There's no character development. You don't care about her, period.
0: No, again, they're trying to shoehorn the, the kind of, you know, the romance and the... The chemistry those two yeah, and it doesn't characters work. had from the first movie. But the point is like that's not what we're there to see the movie about. We're there to see the dinosaurs. Well we're not there you, to see. The no, you say these that, two. but
1: you do want to see Tony Stark get together with um Pepper Potts. Because there is yeah, love there and you completely buy it. Yeah. And that and yeah, so when and she's saying well, like goodbye that. to him yeah. when he's laying there after Thanos, that is a very very emotional scene yeah you know he's not even talking he's 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 dying literally and she's telling him you know you saved us and you can rest now and blah 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 and and you're like oh my god because these are the two characters in the very first iron man that's right and you you want these characters to get together and you finally see them to get together they have a family and he still risks everything
0: also i hate they and the Jurassic Park movie, the they, uh, Jurassic World movies, they did that thing where you know by the end of, of the first movie, you know the characters are going to get together. Yeah. And then he comes to the reboot, the, the second one. And they're and not like, together. Oh yeah, they already had a relationship and split up. Yeah. You know, and I hate. And by the end of it, you know they're going to be back together. And like, I hate that. It's oh, such because a
1: we, as an audience, we want to see them trope. get together in the first movie, and here comes the second movie, and they've already been together and they broke up. So you've reset that relationship. Yeah. So, we get no payoff for hoping they're going to get together in the first movie. It's so dumb. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I don't understand why they don't understand that this isn't working. They keep trying to hype this up like it's a big deal. And I guess it is because they make money. But it's, you know, if you want to do it right, Disney, all you got to do is look at your own property. If you want to see Jurassic Park for the next 10 years do well, if you want to see Star Wars in the movies do well, not just financially, but critically acclaimed, ca- all the fanboys, instead of each one of the movies coming out making less and less and less money than the last one, all you have to do is see what Marvel did. And yeah. some of it is Jurassic, very subtle. Jurassic
0: Park wasn't Disney, though, was it?
1: No, but still.
0: That's, yeah. Universal, I yeah. think, is... Uh, yeah. You know,
1: you can't shortcut it, number one. You can't... DC tried to do that and it completely blew up in their face and they've already lost pretty much that entire franchise of movies. They're still going to come out with a new yeah. Wonder Woman but Justice League is dead. Ben Affleck's already left Batman. Um, you you did it wrong. You had yeah. the, the blueprint right in front of you. You start yeah. small and you build and build and build. Instead, they come out with Superman and then they come out with Superman versus Batman. And now Justice League. It, hello, why? Yeah. Why did you have the, to do the, it that way?
0: Yeah, the problem. The problem was with with the DC universe. They did it all too fast. I mean, I always, I always thought we had a. And look, look at the the Man of Steel movies, right? So we had. I I quite like Man of Steel. Oh, the like first Man of, of Steel, the, I thought was really yeah. good.
1: There was a lot yeah, of the, inconsistencies, but still, yeah.
0: Some of the changes they made I was a little bit iffy with, but you know what? I thought it kind of worked as an origin story as a reboot, reboot of Superman. But the problem is what you then need, certainly before you start bringing him into the Justice League and interacting with other DC characters, because that was an origin story that had big implications for the character, you then needed another Superman movie, a standalone Superman movie, to kind of establish him in the world.
1: Exactly. And they didn't
0: bother doing that. Nope. They mainly put him into... I mean, I mean, the whole the whole problem with uh, Batman versus Superman, first of all, is you 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 know you yeah, oh, Batman's killing people and all these sort of things, but you kind of think, well, Batman's being a dick. This guy is is uh this this you know this creature has changed the world, and Batman's going, I don't like look at him, you know, I don't like what he did and this that and the other, and they're trying to put the motivation in there, but ultimately it just came across. Batman should have woken up and realised he got things wrong way earlier than he does in the movie. And, the, you know, they, they should have put more stuff in there to make, um, they should have had another standalone Superman movie to really establish the character. Well, they should have had another Superman
1: movie. They should have, and then they should have had Batman.
0: A Batman movie, yeah.
1: Yep. And then they should have had a team-up between two mm-hmm. other characters. Well, no, and then Shazam, because yeah. Shazam is brilliant. I love Shazam. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, and then Flash and Cyborg. That's a that's a movie with two, these two characters. Um,
0: yeah, neither of which are probably big enough to carry a movie on the right. Right. And
1: then you have a Batman movie, Batman 2, which teams Batman up with Superman. They have a disagreement. Not to the extent yeah. that they bring Doomsday in and Wonder Woman and all this crap right at the beginning. Where they have a huge disagreement. And then you have the first Justice League movie where they all get yep. together. And then the next movie after that will be Wonder Woman 2 because the first Wonder Woman could still fit in there. It's just World War one; It doesn't yep. affect continuity at all. Then you have Wonder Woman 2, and that's where Doomsday comes in. That's where Wonder Woman discovers something and Doomsday lands and Superman shows up, and you're seeing the perspective from Wonder Woman when Superman dies. And Justice League 2 is a team trying to resurrect Superman somehow to fight another baddie. That would have been the way to do it. But instead, they just skipped so many movies, great character buildup, they left so much money on the table, and they completely ruined their own franchise for an ineptitude. And
0: and just, you know, those films were also hacked about to hell. Apparently, they've been now talking Hmm. about a... um, as Snyder cut Justice League. Well, they're not talking
1: about it. They're doing it on HBO Max. It.
0: Yeah, but... All right. You know, part of the problem is Snyder, to be honest. But... Um, I
1: agree 100% there.
0: Yeah. However, what, what comes out of that is that, you know, Steppenwolf wasn't meant to be the main big bad in that movie. It was meant to be
1: Darkseed. Darkseid. Darkseid. Yeah. But Darkseid shouldn't have come that soon. But no. The problem should, with Darkseid is he's very similar to Thanos. And, they, yeah. and Marvel was doing that. So you just... You but just prob- destroyed it, what you could have done ten years from now. Yeah,
0: but it, again, I, I just fundamentally disagree with where you can change course through a movie and think you can just fix it with editing. It's just ludicrous.
1: Well, when you got to feel sorry for Snyder, he, I think he lost his yeah, daughter. And
0: I know he had some personal—you know—he had a terrible personal tragedy, yeah. and it
1: had to hand you over
0: somebody else. And this is not. And a case so, what do they fired. do? Is
1: they go get the guy who made the Avengers movie, Josh Wheaton. Yeah. Who's a brilliant director? He made one of my favorite creations of all time, yeah. of all time. You know what that is? Buffy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Uh, he made Firefly, you, and you Firefly know it's true. is so you good. You love Buffy. Yeah, I know. It, I, it's I so good.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Firefly is, is, is amazing. And the movie was great as well. Oh, I know, and it doesn't uh, get enough yeah.
1: credit. It's no. it's yeah. How everything else is getting rebooted and no one's thrown billions of dollars at him, it's Fox, so I get it. Well, yeah. Uh, but that's now Marvel, isn't it? Uh, Well, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's all under the Disney banner, isn't it? Yeah, but, so does that um, mean that they own the uh, rights they, to they, look, Firefly? I'd
0: imagine... I, you wouldn't want to hand that over to somebody else, and I imagine Whedon may have still a few too many scars over Firefly to to go back there. Oh, you he know. said and, that and he the, would
1: do it if it's done right.
0: Well, you know, yeah, if I face, was Disney, I'd say,
1: Pop- "Hey, you know what? Yeah. Do you want to do Firefly ten years later now?" Where, but part,
0: yeah, it's it's just it's very difficult. Whether you can recapture that magic because all of those actors have moved on. They become different people doing different things. Well, Whether you could actually pull that off would be, you know, it'd be put it this way, it'd be, he'd love to do it, but it'd be very high risk, and not everything he does turns to gold, you know, because no. what happened to Age of Ultron, um, you know?
1: It had Age that, of Ultron had its moments. I know we started talking about um, Marvel. Yeah. Um That movie did have its moments, though.
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. I still quite like Age of Ultron, but um, I understand that he he really struggled with it, and uh, it was it. That was was the movie that made him
1: say that he didn't want to do any more Marvel movies. Yeah, I think I think the Russo brothers took it in a way that, um, and you know, they they even said after the last um, Marvel movie that they're kind of done with that now. Yeah, they're even coming back and saying, "Well, we might not be done. We, we might be interested yeah. in doing some I, more stuff." I,
0: I think, I think the problem he he encountered with Age of Ultron is that he he'd already made probably one of the best team up superhero movies of all time, Captain and America Civil War. That? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about, um, Whedon. He'd made the Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and how do you top that? And well, he was asked to do it again. That's and another he really movie. Struggled. I think
1: that that's yeah. that's a, almost a perfect movie. Yes. Avengers is the cul- culmination culmination of what came before. We knew who Tony Stark was, we saw Thor, we knew Captain America, we knew Black Widow. Here's a new character Hawkeye, who by the way his performance in that movie is very underrated. Um yeah. we we here's the Hulk, it's a brand new Hulk by the way, and the introduction the way he introduces the Hulk with Black Widow going to that little thing and tricking him and coming yeah. in oh my god what a great scene and Scarlett Johansson pulls that off she alone that actress alone I don't care if you like her or not um, gave weight to the menace of the Hulk better than anyone else in that movie oh yeah
0: oh she's she's a her performance, Black Widow, I think, is is some of the finest work she's ever done. I mean, she kicks the I crap love, out of
1: these two guys and the general and that funny phone call. I, well, that they, is that, is that, so that
0: whole that whole scene is brilliant. Yeah. You know, when they when the phone call comes in, yep. and they go, "It's for you," and she goes, "You know, what do you want? I'm working here." Yeah, and <laughs> well, he's giving <laughs> me the full oh. thing, and
1: and he looks <laughs> yeah. like what? I'm not giving you the full thing, and she gives him a look like, seriously, it, really? It was
0: it was so so. And good, she
1: takes really. him out, and then. Colson's view when he's when he says hold she says hold on a minute and he's sitting there listening to this instead of his face like oh my god what is she doing to these guys he is so blasé like just he's just sitting there waiting he can hear what's going on yeah it's
0: just like oh here she is again this yeah, this is what she oh, does. Oh, it's such an awesome yeah, scene. Yeah. So
1: for her to be that well, much of a it. badass, and yeah. you see her in a, as a badass in Iron Man 2 as well, where she takes up all the guards, except for one that yeah. Happy struggled with for five minutes and finally beats him. He's all sweating. Right, he turns yeah. around all these other guys are already out. He's like, damn. So you know Black Widow's a badass. Yeah. For her to be holding a gun at point-blank range on Bruce Banner, and she is scared to death without saying anything, yeah. just a look on her yeah. face the way her head's tilted back and her eyes are wide and she's a little bit shaky, but you don't quite see it, but you know she is. Oh my God, she gave so much weight to who this guy is and, more importantly, what he can become. Oh, it's so good. So The Avengers is such an amazing movie. It, it I hate to say this, but I don't hate to say this. I still think it's my favorite of all the Marvel movies. Very close to Captain America... Uh, Winter Soldier, because that is such a yeah. great movie as well. Um, but, man, as I said at the beginning, Brooke is watching these movies in order, and they are so good. They it, it As a comic book fan, starting in the 70s, and mostly Marvel, to be honest with you, I never had anything against DC Comics, and I collected them as well as a kid and as an adult. Yeah. Um their stories and their characters just are not as interesting, with the exception of Batman, and Wonder Woman in the comic books is terrible. By the way, I, yeah. she's it, there's no I have no interest in Wonder Woman at all, but I love the Wonder Woman movie. So go figure. And 1984, looks amazing. I cannot wait to see that movie. Um, what Marvel did with the MCU is, and, and I don't say this lightly, is unbelievable. I can't believe they did that. How does that happen in today's corporate culture, David? How does a a franchise grow organically the way it did with keeping the cast of characters together the way they did? There's only one really big uh, recast, and that was War Machine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, other than that, and I'm kind of glad they did it because I like this actor a lot better than I like the other one. Yeah, Don
0: Cheadle is much better as War Machine than uh, than Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah.
1: Terrence. I never liked Terrence Howard. He plays a much better bad guy. He just does. Um, How did they pull this off? I, I still don't know how they did it. I really don't. It is... It should go down as one of the greatest achievements in cinematic history. It really should. And I know it has yeah. financially because it's made more money than any other franchise in the history of the planet. Uh, and I don't and I don't see it stopping. That's the thing. They've got well, this whole yeah. new phase coming in yeah. with new characters. I think that the Disney Plus series is only going to add to it. Uh, the WandaVision thing looks, from just the small clips I've seen, looks amazing.
0: It looks amazing. It looks completely bonkers, but it, it is completely amazing. But it looks
1: yeah. amazing. And then yeah. I cannot wait to see Winter Soldier and the Falcon together. Yeah. Because the Falcon is now Captain America and that whole progression. I can't wait to see that because the dynamic between those two characters, they they only had a few scenes together, really. Yeah. You know, in uh, Captain America Civil War, you know, when they're both web to the floor because Spider-Man That's gets right, the best yeah. of him, and he says, yeah. "You know, blah blah blah. And I hate you, you know." Or <laughs> yeah. when he's back there, ones, who is it? It's um,
0: when he's when they're in the car yeah. watching him say like, goodbye to. Could yeah. you scoot your seat yeah. forward? No,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, the they, I, I love these two characters. It's yeah, it's the odd couple. Think about that. They're going to do the odd couple in the Marvel universe.
0: And again, again, what they've done in in terms of what they it said something about the material that they've managed to rope these actors in for these long commitment contracts where they've got to do multiple movies and don't get me wrong everyone likes money but um you know um from a from a, a an actor's career perspective it must be a daunting prospect to be signing up for these multiple movies and yet, and then coming back and doing them again and again and again yeah. because you are yeah, everyone's worried about being typecast you know, everyone's worried about, but it hasn't happened to
1: anybody a, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I've seen. Yeah, I mean, look what Chris, Chris Helm was worth was an unknown actor when he took Thor. Yeah, look at him now. I, I know. Yeah, don't get me wrong. And, but and again, not everything uh, he does, from the, Men in uh, Black. At, is at the terrible. beginning,
0: that's a risk, and yep. not only that. Some some actors don't like to be tied down. No, to say I've got to keep come back and keep doing these big popcorn movies. I want to do different things. Some some actors are are very concerned about not being. Pigeonhole as a super super a- action hero guy. Well, that's or, what Sean a- Connery's problem
1: girl. was. That's why he yeah. didn't do so many movies exactly. that he was offered.
0: But not only that, but they've 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 got it to the point where these actors are also going. Yeah, I'll do a TV show. Yeah,
1: you know, which it's, it's which so is a, even
0: more of a grind yeah. than a, than a movie. Wasn't
1: Sean Connery? Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I I think I don't think I am. I think the Matrix, the original pitch was going to be Sean Connery was going to be. um... Morpheus. Yeah. And Will Smith was going to be Neo.
0: Um, I've not heard of Sean Connery. I'm pretty sure that I've heard that Will Smith was in for Neo. Yeah.
1: I think Will Smith would have done Neo very well. It would have been a totally different movie. But I I yeah. totally want to see Will Smith in that character.
0: Yeah. No, it's going to be Val Kilner that was going to be Oh was obvious.
1: it? Yeah, okay. that one worked as well. Um no. but could you imagine Sean Connery in that role? He's got the gravitas that that role needed, way more than. Yeah. I think that would have been great. Yeah. I would have yeah, loved it, to see that.
0: No. Part of the part of the beauty of, um, of uh, what's his name, the guy who plays Morpheus.
1: Uh, Lawrence Fishburne.
0: Lawrence Fishburne is the way he commits to that role. Oh yeah, you know, in a way which is was needed because again, it's a kind of a, you know, it's a kind of a crazy, yeah, but crazy the dynamic role.
1: between. Fishburne and uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Keanu Reeves.
0: Keanu Reeves, yeah,
1: is brilliant. Yeah, they they but, on screen together, they are greater than each other. In fact, you can see that in John Wick when he comes in on John Wick Part Two. Yeah, it's great. Yeah,
0: but but that's what I mean. He, I think he committed to the role. Despite the craziness of the role in a way that maybe Sean Connery wouldn't have done.
1: Oh, I, I totally think. agree. I'm just saying yeah. if Sean Connery would have done what Fishburne did, I think it would have been brilliant. Not yeah. everybody can play that role. Neither can anybody play Neo. Yeah. Um
0: so according to
1: uh
0: according to um Wikipedia. Uh huh. Uh, despite widespread rumors, Sean Connery was offered the role of the architect in the sequels, not that of Morpheus.
1: Okay, I knew he was tied in somehow. Yeah. That that probably would have worked too. The big uh, bad, that would have been cool.
0: First, yeah, first choice for uh, for Neo um, after Will Smith was um, Johnny Depp.
1: Yeah, that well, Johnny Depp's a really goddamn good actor.
0: He is, uh, you know, and he's but he's he is, and yet he isn't. Because I think the problem is, over the years, he's developed this kind of, this quirky shtick that now comes out in everything he does. No,
1: I, I disagree. I would, I would have agreed with that when you think of his big movies. But he just did that one where he played Bulger as, you know, the mob assassin. And yeah, it's totally different. He loses himself in that role. He's a really good actor.
0: I don't. I've not seen that one. Oh, it's
1: really good. Yeah. yeah, it's. I was not expecting it.
0: Maybe maybe it's just the stuff I've seen. We watched um, the Lone Ranger recently, and he was doing Captain Jack in a in an Indian. He was. The funny
1: one. thing is, I watched that recently too. I'll be honest with you. I really like that movie. I, I enjoyed it too. It was. I mean, it was. It got. It's kind of it a insensitive and and <laughs> yeah. white having him play Tonto. Yeah. Um, yeah. It works, um, but uh, just just yeah. get an African American actor, guys. Yeah.
0: And the final final third was just it was just too much. Yeah, I mean, I know what these would go for, but it was just too much. Mm-hmm. But uh, up to but that point, that was really it, good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we should probably wrap up. We're at an hour and a half. <laughs> but we had a lot to say. We did so absolutely. Who cares? And they would get to hear yeah. us screw up. We're not ending it out um no we'd love to get to get feedback from you guys uh, i'm going to create a brand new uh email address for this show so if you want to get a hold of us simply uh, send an email to the show at geekspub.com i gotta i gotta remember to create that account now okay because i'm really bad about that uh, <laughs> i'm gonna sign into the host right now and and actually do it because if i don't I'm going to forget. You're going to forget. Yeah. So. Okay. Send us feedback. We really want to hear yeah. your opinion on everything we talked about today. Anything else that you want to talk about? Um, let us know. The show at geekspub.com. Of course, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Actually, you can't find us on Facebook. We don't have a Facebook page for this yet.
0: Mm, something else today.
1: Yeah. Eventually. Well, if you're getting back on Facebook, I'll let you do it. Okay. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. And, of course, next week we will be back with another tech fan. See you then. See you then. All right. So I screwed that up, guys. It's the show at Geekspubpodcast.com. And I I think all this time I've been saying go to Geekspub.com. It's not. It's Geekspubpodcast.com. Sorry for the confusion.